With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to a special trade deadline edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, and I'm joined from Minneapolis by our tribe beat writer, Paul Hoynes. Paul, good to talk to you. Busy day for you. Yeah, Joe. A little kept me on my toes. I'm glad I woke up early today. Well, uh, the Indians made a move uh, today. It it wasn't necessarily the move that uh, folks had been talking about maybe overnight. Uh, there were some circles that had, had said that the uh, the Indians were talking about maybe a move for Bryce Harper, who was being shot by the Nationals, but uh, that didn't come to pass. Instead, the Indians landed up with uh, Leonis Martin, a veteran guy, eight-year outfielder from Detroit. is his first year in Detroit, but the, uh, the Tigers turned him into uh, Willie Castro. An interesting move, kind of a uh, kind of an under the radar move. I didn't think the Bryce Harper stuff had any traction at all. The people I talked to said there's no way that was happening. Uh, but uh, but you know, uh, um, Martin's going to join the team tomorrow night. Tomorrow they'll activate him. I would imagine he'll play. Uh, he gives them, you know, he gives them, a, you know, a solid center fielder, a guy that can go get the ball. He's got. There's some question about his hamstring. He, you know, he was on the DL with a left hamstring problem uh, earlier this year. Uh, uh, Chris Antonetti said he's getting back to full strength now, top speed. And he, he gives them that uh, he's a left-handed hitter that so they can platoon with uh, Raja Davis in center. And, uh, you know, you can uh, – then now you only have right field to, to worry about. Maybe, you know, you got Milky over there. You got Milky and, and Geyer. That's kind of looks like a, a pretty strong platoon. They're both playing well. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Yeah, you mentioned the possibility that they'll have to make a move in order to activate Martin uh, to the 25-man roster. Uh, so that likely is probably be uh, Greg Allen. Yeah, I would think Greg is going back down, definitely. Uh, you know, they've got their center fielder now. I think they probably want Greg to keep playing every day. Uh, so, um you know, he'll go back down and uh, they'll let this, uh, you know, this kind of platoon set up in, in center field and, uh, and right field ferment for a while. And uh, we'll see what happens. And, you know, they've got all August if this doesn't work out to make another move. The, uh, the other player uh, included in the deal, uh, in addition to Willie Castro going to uh, Detroit, uh, Detroit is also sending back Kyle Dowdy, yeah. uh, right-handed pitcher. Uh, minor league guy, uh, guy who, uh, from all accounts, relies on a lot of deception, not an overpowering uh, arm, but uh, sort of moves the ball around, relies on deception to get get guys out. Uh, he'll go right into, I believe he's going to 
double A and, and going yeah. into rotation there? That's what Antonetti said. He's going to go into the rotation at uh, Akron, at double A Akron there for the rubber ducks. And, and Chris Antonetti on the, uh, on the conference call after the trade was announced sort of threw us a curveball, slipped in a, another trade there right at the deadline. Uh, Antonetti picked up uh, Oscar Mercado. Uh, this, this is a kid who is a converted shortstop. He's out in center field, uh, apparently runs the bases real well. 31 steals in 39 attempts at AAA this year. Uh, the, the St. Louis fans on Twitter were very high on him. Uh, he's, he's coming and he's going to join, uh, Columbus in exchange for, uh, Connor Capel. And, uh, who's the other, uh, 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 Juan, uh, John, Juan, John Torres, uh, uh, Colombian kid, uh, that's playing in the Arizona rookie league, uh, big kid, um, you know, free agent. He's only 18. So they, uh, St. Louis must've done some good scouting to go out there and wow. have the scouts sitting there in a hundred, hundred degree weather every day to, to look at this kid. So I'd keep an eye on that kid. Well, but, uh, yeah, but what, what's the anticipation? What, what do you think that, um, uh, he can, he can bring to the, the Indians is, is he a, a potential call up the, uh, at triple a at the end of the season. Oh yeah. I definitely think, you know, um, um, Antonetti went out of his way to say this kid as, you know, gives us an option in the big leagues. And if you look at this outfield, Joe, this outfield is probably going to, a lot of, a lot of it's going to disappear at the end of the year. Brantley, uh, Melky Cabrera, Lonnie Chisenhall, uh, Rajah Davis, you know, those guys are all free agents. So they're going to have to, they're rebu- they've started to rebuild the outfield right now. I mean, uh, uh, Martinez, not a free agent until 2020. So they got him for a year, uh, you know, uh, uh, with Mercado, you know, they've got six years of him, depending how, you know, so he's going to help. He's going to, and we don't know, you know, when uh, Zimmer and, and even, uh, you know, uh, with Zimmer and Naquin, when, when are they going to be back? And if, when they do back, get back, are they going to be able to play next year? So they're, they're, they've got a lot of work to do on the outfield and they've started it. They've started it. And I, I think there's a common thread with the deals they've made, you know, with the two relievers with Hand and uh, Simber. They both control those guys past this year, and the same with uh, Martin and uh, Mercado. Uh, so moving forward, uh, the Indians can still make moves, Hoynesy. They, they can still, uh, you know, acquire uh, another player at some point before the the finalized of the, the finalizing of the rosters for the the playoffs yeah. uh, in, in August. There's a there's a deadline there. Uh, but uh, the players that have been talked about for that, uh, it doesn't look like Adam Jones is going to go anywhere from Baltimore, but Andrew McCutcheon still a possibility out in San Francisco. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, McCutcheon is a good choice, Joe. You know, the, you know, Antonetti made a point of saying, you know, he's, he's really satisfied with the way the team looks right now, the Indians, you know, their 25-man roster. But we've seen this club before. And, we, you know, they added Jay Bruce in August last year. Uh, two years ago, they added Coco Crisp. So uh, you know this this is uh, this is just the start of it. I think they'll add another player. I really do. I think uh, if it if uh, you know, let's say Martine and, and Davis work out well in, in center field, and you know they, and, but maybe they can get uh, McCutcheon to uh, you know uh, play right field if they can work out a waiver deal with the Giants, depending how the Giants are doing. If they fall out of the race, I think that's a guy or some guy like that in that mold, I think that's a guy they'll go after. 
Right. And the Indians are sitting in a pretty good spot on the waiver wire. Uh, you know, they're at the top of their own division, but among the division leaders and the competitive teams, they, they have the fewest wins. So they're, they're in the prime spot for, uh, you know, acquiring teams on our players on that waiver wire from teams uh, that are below them. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that's always kind of a complicated process. You know, it takes a while and uh, you guys are going through waivers probably right now, you know, I mean, <laughs> as we speak. So, uh, uh, so it, it takes a while. It's, it's always kind of convoluted, but I think if you want to make a deal, if you need to make a deal, you can get it done. All right. Uh, well, let's talk for a minute just about not getting a deal done. Uh, guys that the Indians had been rumored to be in on, uh, Brian Dozier, you're there in Minnesota. Brian Dozier winds up in Los Angeles with the Dodgers. Uh, really, the, the, the Dodgers have completely made over their starting or their opening day starting infield. It's completely different now as uh, uh, they brought in Manny Machado and now Brian Dozier at uh, at second base. Uh, you know, what's the feeling there in Minnesota? They've, they've made a lot of moves over the last 48 hours. I think I think they're wondering what happened in Minnesota. I mean, this is the rebuild, and if if the, if they didn't just tiptoe into the rebuild, they dove headfirst into it. You know, since we, since the Indians have been here, they they traded Zach Duke, they traded uh, Lance Lynn, and uh, and today they traded Dozier. And the Indians have been there for two days, and before that, you know, they they traded uh, Escobar, they traded uh, Presley. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're starting over. And, uh, but the, the strange thing is about it, Joe, they're still beating the Indians. We're, this team right. has disappeared in front of our eyes, and they're 7-3 and three against the Tribe. So I, I don't think it's bothering the Twins. The, for all the people who have seen the Avengers uh, Infinity Wars, it's like uh, the, the Minnesota Twins are, are suffering from Thanos' uh, finger snap. They're just evaporating while the Indians are standing in front of them, and yet they're still able to defeat them. It's, it's, exactly, I mean, exactly. Uh, and, and you want to talk about Boston acquiring uh, Ian Kinsler from uh, the Angels. So uh, the Indians were going to have to face Ian Kinsler uh, when he came to town with the Angels on Friday. Now they have to wait a couple of weeks and, and face him with Boston. Uh, it, it says more about what Boston thinks is going to happen with Dustin Pedroia, though. Uh, it, probably not likely that we're going to see Pedroia at all play for Boston this year. Yeah, I think that's 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 a pretty uh, heads up move right there. Uh, you know, Dave Dombrowski, uh, uh, Boston's uh, general manager, head Kinsler in Detroit, so he knows what he's getting in them. And they definitely they need some protection if Pedroia can't come back. So that that's a, that's that's a smart move, a heads up move. And it probably is going to help him. I know Kinsler hasn't been doing great for the Angels; had kind of a tough start to the season, but he's a good hitter, he, and he's proven going down the stretch. He's he's a talented guy. Right now, the the news out of Boston isn't all great. Uh, they they just put Chris Sale on the ten day DL with a sore shoulder. So, uh, and that happens right after the trade deadline. So it's not like you can go out and right away get a guy to to plug into that rotation. But, uh, you know, if, if anything is, is amiss with, with Sale and his shoulder, uh, that, that's a, a huge blow to Boston because he's been pretty much leading the American League in all pitching categories all season long. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, I, you know I didn't know that until you said that. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, pr- that's important. You know, I'm wondering if just how serious it is. Maybe, 
You know, they've got a decent lead in the division. One way or the other, they're going to be in the postseason. I wonder if they kind of just, you know, maybe give him a little bit of a rest because, uh, you know, he didn't really well, pitch that well in the postseason. I, I, well, I'm just well, you, speculating. You mean, you mean teams, teams can do that with their ace starters? I, Corey Kluber would never stand for something like that, would he? I, I just can't imagine just putting a guy on a 10-day DL stint, give him a couple of weeks off, you know, to save him up for the – for the play, guy has has Corey Kluber heard about this? I'm, I'm wow, what a what a way to go! Uh, all right, well, I'm I'm completely astounded by that. Uh, and the other teams that sort of were were big sort of movers and shakers and, and contending teams, uh, the Brewers, uh, they've reworked their infield. Uh, they added Mike Mustakas earlier in the week. Uh, they pick up Jonathan Scope from from Baltimore. Uh, they're going to be a competitive team. It, it seems like all the teams that were uh, – and the Pirates getting Chris Archer, uh, it seems like all the teams in the National League that think they have a shot were really sort of positioning themselves, uh, whereas the the American League, it's pretty much resigned to the same, like, four or five teams and, and not a lot of movement was going on there. The American League was all sellers and the National League was all buyers this year. Yeah, I think, you know, just you can see the races. The races are a lot closer in the in the NL, especially for the wild card. You know, the Indians are responsible probably for getting the, the Pirates to come to, to, to switch from uh, sellers to buyers. Uh, you know, when uh, the, the Pirates came in and extended their winning streak to, what, 11 games before mm-hmm. losing. So I think that, you know, that's that's an interesting team because before they hit town, about a week before they hit town, they were talking about, Maybe dealing guys. Now that they, they've added Archer, it's it's going to be uh, so that's going to be a very interesting team. Well, think about it though. If the Indians were more successful in that series against uh, Pittsburgh, and they send Pittsburgh into the buyers market instead, Pittsburgh had pieces that they could have easily yeah. picked off that that would have been very attractive to the Indians. So Starling by Marte or oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah, you know, by falling short against Pittsburgh in just those two games that they lost to him in that series, that probably changed the whole conversation for Pittsburgh and and changed the ability of the Indians to acquire maybe uh, a couple of more available bats. Yeah, that uh, was uh, yeah, definitely definitely. All right, well, uh, you know, the series will continue again tonight in Minnesota. The the Indians. Again, trying to get over the hump against the Twins. Not playing, you know, particularly poorly, but just not winning games against the Twins. Yeah, the Twins, you know, they've, they're seven and 7-3 against them. They, uh, you know, they walked off against them last night. Uh, they just, they, they really play them hard, you know. And, you know, Francona was saying, uh, you know, this could be a test for us. You know, the, we, we just have, they've outplayed us the whole, the whole season. Uh, and, uh, you know, we saw it again last night. So it's, I don't know, you know, I, I, you would like, I, I just wish we've talked about this before. I wish the twins were playing like this and they were two games behind the Indians mm-hmm. and we'd see, I think we'd see a, a, a different, a much different Indians team. All right. Well, uh, as we find out more developments or uh, as we look forward to a possible move there in August, uh, we'll, we'll stay on top of it. Again, uh, Hoinsey will uh, we'll try to hook up again later on this week for another uh, one of our re- regularly scheduled podcasts, and we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe. Thanks, man.